This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week, I'm chatting with Dana, who is a Gold Coast-based singer-songwriter who does a bit of electronic, a bit of soul, a bit of jazz, just does it all. And she has just put out her debut EP, All My Friends, which you can listen to wherever it is you find your music. And she also has a Queensland tour coming up in October. She's got a bunch of dates all throughout the state. So if you are in Queensland, I would definitely recommend checking that out. I know I would be. But if you're not in Queensland, just like me, You can check out her final gig, which is a live stream on the 25th of October. All the details for that will be on her Facebook page, the live stream, plus all the other gigs. But let's jump into the chat with Dana. So we have Dana with us. How are we doing today, Dana? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. You were saying it's a very, you're in the Gold Coast, but it's not so golden today. Yeah, not so golden today. A little overcast and a lot of construction happening around. So if you do right. random random hits, you know what it's from. <laughs> right. So we've got we'll have a lot of atmosphere in this atmosphere noise in this episode. That's it. I like it though. What I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'll start by congratulating you on your your new EP. It'll be out by the time this episode's out, but for us, it's still a couple of days away. Awesome. I've listened to it a few times and, of course, there have been a few singles that you've released previously that are on there. But yes. All the old ones and the and the new ones, it's um, such a vibe and I'm oh. loving it. Thank you so much. That's that's what I wanted to uh, kind of create with this record is it's just a vibe. You know, we've been locked, locked inside mm-hmm. for so long and I think uh, this narrative is, is about a gig and being a... Uh, being experiencing live music so yeah I guess it's just something new for people that have been locked inside for a while so so is this um the songs on this were they I think at least sushi in Tokyo was before lockdown if I remember right yeah this this came out I think September last year so yeah yeah very excited to to give it a little boost again yeah. So have there been some that you've written since lockdown's been on that are a bit a bit newer, I guess? Yeah, I finished pretty much all of them apart from Half Past Sober uh, in, mm-hmm. in lockdown. So right. I was meant to go on a tour when lockdown happened and thankfully it kind of didn't because I got the chance to to finish it. So who knows if it would even be finished if we didn't go into lockdown right now. <laughs> To take the good with the bad, I guess. Yeah, that's it. So do you think if the world hadn't gone the way that it did over the last however many months, I don't even know how long it's been now. It's Too been long. like one one month or ten years, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. We're kind but, of just taking each day as it comes. <laughs> yeah. Truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think if the world hadn't gone that way and you were touring a bit more, do you think the songs might have turned out a bit different? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, during lockdown I did have a lot of time to make sure 
that what I was putting out was of quality and I was able to just really sit with it for a while. And once I sent it off to mix, I was able to spend time on the revision side of things. So instead of rushing through things, I was able to really take the time and think it over. And yeah. Make sure just what I was putting out was I was a hundred, hundred percent. Okay with it. You nailed it in, in my opinion. But, um, yeah. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone else will agree. <laughs> As well as this, um, you you are actually finally going on a little bit of a tour next month. Yeah. Just to Queensland because I suppose that's all you're allowed to do. Yeah, Queensland at this stage. There is an online one. And, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm super excited to jump on this tour. It's my first ever, like, headline tour. And I'm fortunate enough to have my full band with me. So um, I'm able to bring this record to life. Is the full band, is that something you usually do? Um, I do have a solo set. So when I am traveling interstate, I can do those solo sets. But I always prefer to have my full band there because I myself personally love going to watch a full live band and want to give that oh. same experience to my audience. Do you, just the couple of kind of videos I've seen of rehearsals and just pictures of rehearsals as well, you're playing a bit of guitar in the band as well. Is that right? Yes, I am. I picked the guitar up uh, for one song, uh, Half Past Over. I do, I do want to incorporate more, like me playing guitar more on tour. So I'm just gonna have to figure out which which songs I'd like to jump on for guitar. I did see one video. I think I was watching yesterday or the day before, last couple of days. Uh, you were playing Half Past Over on the guitar. It was just kind of a solo thing, mm-hmm. and. It uh it worked really well, I thought, with just kind of the stripped down version. Yeah, was this uh, the one in the in my backyard? No, I think it was. I do remember that one. I saw that one a while ago, but this one mm-hmm. was, I think, a bit higher production. I think so. It was on electric guitar. Yes, um, I did a a session with Baked Goods. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, down in Melbourne, and that was just about when the the pandemic was just hitting, so everything was starting to shut down. We didn't even know if we could do that shoot, but yeah, it turned out turned out quite well. I loved that shoot. Do you find that with a lot of your songs you mentioned, you do have a solo set that you do? Is that usually just you and guitar? It's me, my guitar, and then I've also got a backing track that I usually have okay. that I play along with and sing over the top as well. How are gigs kind of? I'm in Sydney, obviously, but um, up in Gold Coast, in the Gold Coast, or even Brisbane, uh, are the gigs kind of picking up a lot more? Yeah, now they are definitely. I've been seeing my my local artist friends posting where they're playing a lot more, which is excellent to see. They're only about there's like 50 cap at the moment, depending mm-hmm. on the venue. But yeah, it's so good to see. So good to play again. I only played a couple of nights ago, and it was just so insane so like I I really did miss it and so did the band and we appreciate it so much more now did you find you were able to kind of just jump back into the feeling of playing live and being confident enough to go back after a while absolutely I I think even more so I just had this feeling of absolute contentment that I was up on stage again I took my shoes off for the first time ever on stage and I literally felt like I was just in my lounge room with my band and yeah it was so so good to be up there again and connect with people again. I think that's the key to confidence in a show is to have your shoes off. Oh absolutely I can't believe I've never done that before. I'm trying to think if I've ever done it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm definitely going to do it sometime. I've always planned to do it and just yeah. have had to stomp on guitar pedals and don't want to hurt my feet. <laughs> Maybe you should try it. I definitely will. Next yeah. next gig in the next few years whenever, whenever yeah. I play a gig. You feel the vibrations through your feet, you know. Yeah, you can't be like you can't be a nervous wreck if you're not wearing shoes. That's exactly. You will dance, which will make other people dance, and that's illegal right now. Oh, I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't punish people with my dancing. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's not that bad. I, I, I punish them enough with my music. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> mess with them too much. Damn, oh, I don't. I don't think so. I dance for you. Okay, um, you're invited to the next gig, and if you're not there, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. Make sure. I'm counting on it. Hope you're enjoying the chat so far, just breaking it up, as I always do, to let you know. If you want to listen to Dana's music, you can head to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever it is you stream or buy music, you will find it there. And you can go and listen to her new EP, All My Friends, which is out right now. And also check out her socials as well, uh, Facebook, Instagram. They're all linked in the description of the episode. You can also find the details for her upcoming Queensland tour on her Facebook page. And while you're over on the socials, you might as well just check out the socials for Life on Music as well. Just if you want to stay up to date with what we're doing on the show, you can also subscribe where you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with Dana. I don't know if you remember, I have interviewed you before. It was earlier this year, wasn't it? Yeah, not not too long ago. And we talked a little bit about you, um, your parents were in this kind of rock and roll boogie band. Yeah. And you're always kind of on tour with them. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about that, but how has that kind of, how has that shaped your music? Like you're obviously not a rock and roll boogie band, but was, yeah. has, that, has that music, I don't know, kind of influenced you at all? I think in, because they are both musicians, I can always just, I always have a thought in the back of my head about implementing live instruments and making sure that my songs always tell a story or mean something. I think because they came back, they came from a day that, you know, there was real live instruments and and band members collaborating between each other on stage. So I think in the back of my mind, I'm always conscious of keeping it live sounding and the the real vibe inside the music. Not that there's anything wrong with like full on electronic computer computerized, music, but I think that's their influence in the back of my mind always. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, what does add to the vibe of your, your music. Talked a bit about the vibe, but it's kind of feels like the perfect combination of kind of electronic and kind of live, I don't know if you call yeah. it live music, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it kind of is just, I don't know, it's perfectly in the middle, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I tried to like create that blend, like making sure it's still current, but yeah, still with the live, the live music because I've been so heavily influenced by UK jazz uh, artists like Tom Mish, uh, Yusuf Days, and their, their whole album is quite, is live so yeah just like sticking along those sort of lines 
And do you just kind of going off again, you're kind of what I've seen on social media of you kind of playing guitar or I've seen, seen you play a bit of bass. Do you play a lot of the live instruments on the on the tracks? Yeah. Um, for the track More to Give, it was probably mm-hmm. the, the most that I played live uh, and it's probably my favourite production song on the record because it has all those live elements on it. So I did, yeah, did play those. For others, I used, I would chop up like a live bass sample and pitch shift it into how I wanted it to sound and, and fit underneath wow. the, the tracks. But yeah, most of the time I was either like playing it or drawing in the MIDI for the tracks, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. And something else I remember talking to you about was sort of kind of homemade. So I think you, you made it all on your kitchen table or something like that. Have you ever kind of done the, the big studio kind of thing? I have done the big studio and I do love it. I feel like possibly in my next lot of music, I would like to jump into a studio and just, yeah, get a bit of a vibe going there. But, you know, I'm my most comfortable self at home and around family and people that I love. So I feel like maybe I got a a pretty good performance uh, for being so comfortable at home. Yeah, right. And do do you also find that maybe obviously when you when you go to a studio, you're kind of you're paying by the hour. You gotta your productivity has got to be just so high. Yeah, absolutely. That's always going to be in the back of an artist's mind when they're in a studio is like, shit, where do we draw the line in being content and and saving some money or pushing it a little longer and spending the extra money to to get the quality? Yeah, so I'm I'm thankful that I have my own little space that I don't have to don't have to rush the music and can can take my time because I think that's important. And on the kind of other end of that scale, I suppose, do you ever find that maybe you spend too too long on a track and it's just yeah. like trying to get everything, everything yeah. just so perfect? Absolutely. Yeah, like being my own producer, like I can push things off <laughs> for as long as I want and I can get things done as quick as I want. So that can be a little bit detrimental to the end product. But I've... I don't know. I think I've just got to like make the call or, or send it to my manager and he can be the one that, that is like, this is done. You are finished. Send it off to mix. But yeah, I want to kind of cut that time down in the future. Yeah. It's um, especially since it's kind of all you, you're, you're playing everything, writing everything, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yep. everyone's their own worst critic and mm-hmm. It can be just the smallest insignificant thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's been times where I've I've signed off on a mix and then like a week or two later I'd be like, nah, <laughs> take it back, um, remix it. You know, I'm a perfect, a bit of a perfectionist like that. But, yeah, I think like I want to do everything that I can to service the track and respect the track without taking too much time. No, definitely. It's um hard to find that middle ground. Yeah. I guess I guess it is good that you've you've got the the management as well who can kind of if you can trust them enough to go like, hey, you're done. You just, yeah. Just chill out, work work on something else. Yeah, but, I think you definitely need that to happen. Because I won't sign off on it myself. Yes. <laughs> well well, I sign off on the well, I, I guess it's not up to me, but I sign off on the new EP, so you're 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 good to release it, I think. 
Thank you. That's that's all the validation that I need. Yes, that's that's <laughs> what you've been waiting for. Yeah. Imagine I go like, oh, it's not quite done yet. Yeah. You have to cancel cancel everything. Yep. Push the push the date back. Yeah. I regret this interview already. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked about how a lot of it is you're done by yourself, self-produced and that kind of thing. Do you do you have much collaboration? For this for this album? Yep. I did get the help of a producer called Fractures from Melbourne on two of the tracks. So Half Past Sober and All My Friends. And I think I was just, I was creatively a little bit stuck on Half Past Sober. So I ended up flying down to Melbourne and we jumped in the studio and worked on that track. And while I was there, I showed him All My Friends and uh, he kind of put some chords down and, and, um, got a little bit of a beat together from there and I just took it and finished off the track at home. But, um, yeah, other than that, I did get a saxophone player who I bumped into when I was just wrapping up the EP and he he played on a few of the tracks and I think it it's funny because it became one of the, like, the focus focus elements on the, on the EP. So... I hadn't even thought of saxophone until I was like, until I saw him. So if I didn't see him, there'd be no sax and yeah. But now it's such an important role in the EP. Yeah. It starts off the EP with the sax man. Yeah. The sax man. It's definitely, yeah, definitely is a cool addition to the, I guess an element that you don't necessarily always hear in the more electronic side of things. Yeah, that's it. And that's what I wanted to wanted to do was make music that that was still along the pop side that people could relate to and dance to and stuff but also like incorporate the stuff that I love like UK jazz at the moment so it's introducing that the saxophone and the the like really crisp live sounding drums and yeah but still making it pop and we spoke a little bit you kind of want to get into the studio for the the next project or whatever yeah have you Either like written any songs for any upcoming projects or thought about how you want it to sound, anything like that? Yeah, I've I've dabbled with in a little bit of um same sort of thing, like the the jazzy soulful R and B type stuff. Only little ideas for now. I would love to get back in the studio and write again because I just like I, that's, you know, what I do. I love music. Um, but for right now, I've just been focusing on shooting and editing the movies for the for the EP and getting all, all right. the assets ready for that. Do you do ha- have a lot of involvement in the shooting of the, of the videos? Yeah, I'm a bit of a control freak with that as well. <laughs> if I wasn't doing music, I'd probably be doing film and TV. So okay. I I definitely love to, to be involved in the... In not only the like the editing of it, but like the direction, the directing of it, and yeah, I'm just so so interested in that side of things as well. So, yeah. When I was in uni, I did a bit of as like kind of a side hustle, I guess. I would do sound on film sets. And it was oh, always cool. it was sometimes fun, sometimes sometimes very stressful. Yeah, I can imagine. Just, what any movies that I may know? No, they're all kind of just like short films or some yeah. student films as well. There was this one, I don't think it ever got released, and I can imagine it was the sound's fault just because <laughs> they gave me some bad locations. Oh, it's yeah, it's on them. 
no, nothing I could do. We yeah. um, had to shoot in the middle of a construction site. And well, when I, when I saw the kind of the, where we, where we were filming, it's like, we're filming at a florist and I'm like, finally somewhere that's going to be quiet. It's like, mm. no florist right next to a construction site. Surely like, they would they would think about that and what are you, what are you doing, Simi? Yeah, come on. If they thought about it, they would have released the movie. You know, that's a bit of a waste of time for everyone. Yeah, is is what it is. I I got paid, so I'm I'm oh, happy. That's all that matters. <laughs> and if you had, if you had fun and got paid, yeah, for sure, it got me got me off some stuff I didn't want to do at uni. I could put yeah. it down as work experience. There you go. Like I said, looking forward, well, I've already heard the EP, but looking forward to other people hearing it. Yeah. Um, and whatever whatever music you got coming in the future. And thanks so much for chatting today. All good. Thanks for listening and thank you to Dana for chatting with me this week. Don't forget to check out Dana's new EP, All My Friends, which is out right now wherever you buy or stream music. And don't forget to check out her socials as well, which I've linked in the description of the episode, along with the socials for life on music. And if you are enjoying the show, I would appreciate it if you could follow or subscribe to Life on Music wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. That's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.